0: What's happening? Well, it has now
1: been determined. We have a perception problem. Imagine this for a second. This is a
2: dangerous situation, okay? So, Mr. President, if you're listening, I think we should have that conversation. I'm sorry, really. Well, who wouldn't want an opportunity to talk to Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty? Well, uh, Jack Armstrong and Joe Getty, who host the popular uh, radio talk show, ask the same question of their listeners, and here's their response. ...needs to be contained by attacking his policies, not his person.
3: I give you America itself!
0: This is Ed McMahon, and now, here's Armstrong and Getty!
1: Live from Studio C! C, senor! A dimly lit room deep within the bowels of the Armstrong and Getty communications compound on this Tuesday, and we're under the tutelage of our general manager. Aha, the Brexit! Which I'm just so tired of hearing about. Brexit? The Brexit. Do it or don't. Whatever. Yeah, well, uh, so it looks like it's going to happen without a plan. I'm not sure having a plan would that make that much difference, but you failed the plan, you plan to fail, Jack. Yeah. So, so they're just going to hit the deadline, be out, and not really have a plan for how to deal with that. But
3: anyway, So people in Ireland are just going to say, so can we come in England or no? And the English guys are going to say, we don't know, I guess. I don't know. <laughs> more worried about the economics
1: of it than whether or not the Irish can come in or not. Um well, more racism against my people. Does the he world care
3: about the Irish? Because we're not quite human, eh? We're not as good. Okay, oh, that's fine. We've lived with that for hundreds of years.
1: With a trade war going on between the two biggest economies in the world, and then the whole Brexit thing on top of it. And what is what is England's economy? They're they're a top ten economy, aren't they? They like uh, fifth yeah, the or something in the G7. like seven,
3: yeah they are like
1: the fifth biggest economy in the world. Don't quote me on that. We'll look it up. Somebody will look it up. Is anybody looking it up? Somebody should look it up. Um, But they're a big deal. And so does does the world need that for crying out loud? No. I, I mean, mean, there's no. nothing you can do about it. But, why? I just, I don't want to be one of those people on cable news. But there are certain things starting to come together that would be a perfect storm of, uh, Economic unrest that is really going to be unpleasant.
3: Yeah, yeah, I don't see it getting bad, bad. Uh, I can't imagine why it would. And on the other hand, I'm not, you know, some sort of gifted and world famous economist either. Of course, they're guessing when's anyway.
1: The, when's the last time there was a trade war between the two biggest economies in the
3: world that lasted for uh, multiple years, maybe? Uh, I don't, well, yeah, It's it's not good. It's it, definitely, they're riding the brake
0: pedal a little bit. <clears throat> but now's the time to do it. It's got to be done. Oh, I agree. I agree. I agree. Ignorance speaking, was the Cold War a trade war in any ways? Was that part of the cult? Was that just a subsection of it? In a way.
1: Well, the, the, the two halves were so... um uh, well, they weren't working together in the way we've been working with China, and that's part of what some people gotcha. are taking a number of Trump's comments and people from his advisors that maybe they're looking at disentangling our economy from China in the way that we used to do with the Soviet Union. We're just different things. We're right. doing different things for different people.
3: Right. Um, we don't want to buy your crap anyway, you commies. Yeah. And uh, well, I, don't I know think if that's be just good. posturing. Yeah, honestly, it's got to be. Yeah. Be. yeah. Um, Although you know, it's uh, to get off on this tangent a little bit longer. It's a shame that those things are going on. Uh, The Brexit thing is just, I I can't. I just don't have the energy. I have enough problems. I'm not going to worry about theirs. Um, But the the so-called trade war with China, the skirmish over their uh, intellectual property theft and just utter uh, ignoring of all the world's trade rules, which they've agreed to, when would you want to wage this battle? When the world economy is actually pretty healthy, and this is shaving a chunk off of the growth and strength, as opposed to, you know, things are so crappy, now we're desperate. We've got to do it. Oh, yeah, now the time. And we're going to go from bad to worse. No now's the time. No doubt.
1: So, yeah, Great Britain is the fifth biggest economy in the world, and some economists, ec- economists think a no-plan Brexit will tank their economy, and how much that would drag down the world economy, including the United States, I don't know. And of no. course, that has huge impact on our election, And that if the economy is uh, feels like it's good, people re-elect the president, and if it feels like it's bad, they don't. Almost always. Right. Regardless of other topics. So, we'll see what happens.
3: I, uh, I poo-pooed uh, Britain yesterday as a dead empire and a also ran in a who cares but fifth biggest economy that's pretty impressive if i'm reading that graph correctly and i think i am india is almost there they'll they'll be passing britain soon though right they, they ever get their act together they'll be like china
1: there's right. no reason india and china aren't the two biggest economies in the world with their population right if they could get the free market going they're backwards. they're backwards. that's right they're pooping
3: in the streets and please on a good day they're pooping in the streets <laughs> I mean, that's like progress. They're <laughs> not pooping into rivers anymore. Oh, geez.
1: Uh, let's introduce everybody in the squad. We'll start there with our border operator, Michelangelo. Pressing buttons, flipping toggles, pulling levers. How you this morning, Michael.
2: Uh, pretty good. This is kind of an ironic story, actually. But Costco opened uh, the, their first Costco in China yesterday, and it was mm. so popular that they had to close it down in five hours because it was just too unsafe. The samples? Probably the free samples and everything, but I guess people really took to Costco in China, and it, it was crazy. You should, If you look for pictures on the, on the web, it's really amazing to see. That's interesting. Do you know where it opened? I think it was Shanghai. Okay, and I,
1: uh, I wonder if this is the first buy-a-membership, giant, buy-things-in-bulk sort of store they've had in China. Yeah. Nobody came up with that idea? You'd have thought some genius in China would have said, you know what, they got in the United States, it's real popular.
0: Yeah. And started one themselves. Well, right. I, I read that Costco is uniquely positioned to take advantage of China's quote-unquote new middle class. Mm. Um, that there wasn't really a, a reason for that sort of business to exist because that economic sure. tier wasn't there. Interesting. There is a quote that has to do, it, it
3: relates beautifully to Costco coming to China, and it has to do with the book we'll be talking about in our exciting, uh, hotly anticipated podcast uh, today. Our, our book club uh, heaven on earth uh, it's all about socialism um uh, and it, a fabulous brilliant quote from the book and and we'll share that with you in mailbag, because one of our our uh, correspondents uh, sent it to us but it explains a lot so stay tuned
1: I'm watching the video so you got tons yeah. of Chinese they're scrambling to get the roasted chicken and I'll tell you what that roasted chicken at Costco is good if you don't ever buy it that thing is delicious I can see why they're fighting over it we want
3: fifty hot dogs we want chicken all right cheap dogs. Nobody knows what's in them, but we still want them, says China. <laughs>
1: if this were a different he era, did. I would do a mocking Chinese accent, talking about how excited they are that they can buy this many D-sized batteries at once. <laughs>
3: it's, not, it's not mocking if it's merely imitative. But Look
1: how many D-sized batteries I can get at one time in one package. This right. is amazing. Right, right.
2: <laughs> Two giant bottles of ketchup.
1: <laughs> <laughs> amazing.
2: There's Marshall Phillips who does our
1: news every day. How are you, Marshall?
2: Well, I got to tell you, I had another run-in with the wild turkeys yesterday. Now I got to tell you, these guys used to be seasonal. Turkeys, plural, not turkey
1: singular. Okay. No turkey. Because you probably had a run-in with wild turkey in your life.
2: Oh, I've had. This is a
1: run-in oh, with the wild turkey. I've had many okay.
2: runs in. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Anyway, the turkeys, they used to be seasonal, they used to stay out of sight, now they are year-round and they are taking over more and more of my neighborhood turf. Can we define
0: taking over?
2: Well, there must have been 20 of them, 20 of them. They were Doing sh- what? <laughs> As... <laughs>
0: changing yes. locks on houses
2: or <laughs> yes.
0: exactly peering boosting cars over, hey hey i got these i got these speakers from work
2: do you want
3: want to buy them
2: i mean they show no fentanyl. they show no fear i'm i'm driving they my, show no fear that's I, probably true i'm driving i'm driving up my alley And all of a sudden they start surrounding the car once again and advancing on the automobile. (laughs) Advancing (laughs) on the automobile. Terrifying. I I have got my neighbors watching with much amusement as these turkeys literally surround the car. They are the most
3: dinosaur-looking sons of guns on earth. I have lots of wild turkeys in my neighborhood as well.
2: Yeah. like,
3: sir, I have good f- Although I- I'm not afraid of them, I get <laughs> flocks
1: land in our backfield. There might be fifty of them. Yeah. And, uh, from what I'm told, you can't shoot them right now. I don't know why I can't. What if I? What if I? It's uh, not the season. What if I claim, and yeah. it wouldn't even be a claim that they're uh, they're scaring the goats. I'm afraid they're going to attack a goat. Are Who's they the- right for me? Then were- certainly I can shoot them. They are
3: advancing on your car. They're worrying your herd. Exactly. Yes. So I had to shoot them. Yeah. Right there, you go. And then have some delicious, yummy, stringy, gamey oh, yeah. wild turkey. You <laughs> <gonna> can eat it. eat <laughs> it. I'm going to put
1: its head on a pike as a warning to other turkeys. <laughs> oh, Maybe wow. go in that guy's field, but not my field. Yeah. Wow. Wow. Anyway. I'm glad you're here and your eyes are not plucked out or something. Me
3: too. This is happening all the time.
1: Uh, I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty on this Wednesday, August 28th, the year 2019. Where Armstrong and Getty and we approve of this program.
3: Let's begin officially now. According to FCC, rules and regs. at Mark. I'm here
2: this morning because I want to apologize. The only time co-anchor, Jason, was to our entire community. I said something yesterday
0: that was inconsiderate, it was inappropriate, and I've hurt people. What was that poor audio of? Uh That was another uh, uh apology on... This one was a more local news uh, show, but... the <sighs> Yeah, the, apologizing to her co-worker. She All said right. her
1: black co-anchor looked like a gorilla that they had on yes. TV. And yes. then, and then, and they're friends, and he wasn't really bothered by it, but now he's pretending that he was hurt, and she's pretending she hurt him, and that she's hurt, that she hurt him? and right. they're doing the whole dance. We can right. we can bring you all up to because we're kind of doing this week a tutorial
3: on fake apologies and a f- and and fake uh, uh, being aggrieved. Right, sort. exactly. So if you're ever in the position where you need to fake an apology or fake being aggrieved, you'll know what it sounds like. <clears throat> Sean, can you play that audio again, please? And I, I need everybody to uh, grade something. We'll be assigning a letter grade as if we're in grammar school. Please go ahead. <laughs> Okay, that's good enough. I'd like everybody to grade her fake cry voice. I'm giving it a B uh, minus. Yeah. B minus Jack. Yeah, that's, uh, I give them all an F. All fake crying gets an F. <laughs> but it's an art form in the modern
1: world. Oh, God. Wow. Yeah, more on that later. Uh, it's just, It's a phenomenon in our country. It is a phenomenon. Sure. There's Marshall Phillips. Uh, what other headlines do you got coming up?
2: Big Pharma, the OxyContin maker offering a multi-billion dollar settlement. It is debate deadline day for the Dems and let them eat bugs. What veterinarians are saying about your pet's diet. And uh I think everybody's hoping
1: another dem doesn't qualify for the debate because yep. they're at 10 right now, Correct. which means they're all on one stage. Yes. Yes. Somebody else slips That's under tough. the wire, then they yeah. do it over two nights. And- Nobody wants no. that. No, indeed. How
3: does mailbag look? Oh, it's outstanding. We have that fabulous quote from heaven on earth also. <clears throat> A freedom-loving quote of the day. From Hitler. Wow, that's a twist. Oh yeah. boy, is it a twist. Stay Controversial. Stay so that, I'll be faking a crying voice, <laughs> apologizing <laughs> tomorrow.
1: So yeah, probably <laughs> later this week. Uh, stay tuned to the Armstrong and Getty Show. The Armstrong and Getty Show. I'm posting a picture of a spider at our Twitter page. I would like someone to identify as it is the biggest spider I've ever seen outside of a zoo or a science class. Huh? It was underneath a cardboard box in my garage last night. I've never seen a spider that big anywhere.
0: There's anywhere.
3: A funky kind of scorpion. Around that I've never heard of before. Rock you like a hurricane. Different kind. Uh huh. Interesting. I can't wait to see that. I do appreciate a good bug. Good uh, arachnid. She, my wife, uh, who, who's uh, not a great photographer. Huh. She has many skills. Many skills. So her not so much. Her finger over the lens. Yeah, or, nah, just the way things are framed and how big they are in the frame. And opening up the show with criticizing our wives today. Wow. Not not <laughs> per se, but she took a gorgeous picture of a dragonfly the other day. It, it had uh, landed on the lawn. She got in close. It's just gorgeous. The color's right. The, the light is amazing. It's really quite beautiful. Cool. Yeah. Mailbag. Here's your freedom-loving quote of the day from none other than the former Chancellor of Germany, Adolf Hitler. It's funny, in this quote thing, it identifies him as German politician and leader of the Nazi party. Hmm. Yeah, thats I thought I remembered that, yeah. Uh, often, <laughs> Nazi Germany, often, we can understand something better by stating its opposite. So this is a freedom-hating quote of the day from Hitler. Wow. What luck for rulers that men do not think.
0: Yeah, it's
3: pretty good. Amen to that. Indeed. I mean, for instance, and we'll be getting into this later, um, I may get into it for the rest of my life, every single day, and browbeat you until you hate me. The idea of children voting has become... Uh, a, 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 it's getting close to passing in California. In Cal Unicornia, they're going to try to get young teenagers to vote. So that they can, well, it's obvious why, but it's, it's an absurdity so astounding, you can't believe it's real. Starting with 17, but
1: you know, there will be a move oh, yeah. once that's adopted to go to 16. Yeah.
3: Here's your federal law of the day, because there are so many federal laws and regulations, nobody even knows how to count them. Uh, 21 U.S. Code, uh, paragraph 676 and 9 CFR 319.80 makes it a federal crime to sell barbecued meat that hasn't been cooked by the direct action of dry heat from the burning of hard wood or the hot coals for a sufficient period to assume the usual characteristics of a barbecued article. Glad, glad that's a law. Kids, kids, Daddy made a barbecued article for you tonight. Yeah, that's a, it's a good thing. That's a lot. That's a beautiful example of you know companies get uh, they bribe their congressmen to pass law to hurt competition. Uh, guys, I'm reading Heaven on Earth to ready myself for your big podcast with Tim and Craig. I was struck early on with the poignant statement in the text about socialism: if you build it, they will leave. Which leads me to the opposite thought about our system of free market and liberty: if you build it, they will come in droves by the millions. Uh, spoiler alert, the downfall will be the nanny state that is any socialist government. Take a hint, California. That's uh, James, who happens to live in the great state of Cal uh, Brian has a brilliant idea, the bum taxi. I'm going to deliver bums to lawmakers via taxi service. For a small fee, my short bus will deliver the intoxicated and the junkies to your lawmakers. That way they can share in the prosperity of... We all, all walk through every day. I will locate the neighborhood which your overlord uh, representatives live in and deliver them their utopia. So I see, so you as a neighborhood can say, hey, this used to be a great place to live. Our kids played outside. They walked to school. Uh, we loved it. We chatted with our neighbors in the street. Now it's a junkie-infested hellhole. What we're going to do is figure out where our representatives live and deliver the junkies to them. Yeah. I love that idea, Brian. So how are you going to get the uh,
1: the bums to go with you in your, your car? They might not want to go out for a ride.
3: Ride them with drugs. Okay. Yeah. Or, or booze or whatever. Uh, let's see. Ed from Forest Grove, Oregon says, I heard that snarky message calling you, among other things, glib and smug. Uh, maybe from a snowflake who couldn't handle the truth. Anyway, you could change the, <laughs> the show from A&G to glib and smug. It's got a ring to it. <laughs> it you have to work out which of you is glib and which is smug. Mm, boy, depends on the day. Yeah, it really. We go back and forth. That's it's part of why the show works. Some days I'm just not feeling that smug. <laughs> Jack steps right in and takes over like a real friend. Uh, Marshall's news next, and we'll get going.
2: Armstrong and Getty. Mm.
1: Oh, a poll out that shows a lot of people don't have a lot of trust in free and fair elections in this country, which is scary if we have a close election. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's how you end up with, a, like, actual violence in the streets. Right. So more on that on the way. Right now, news with Marsha Phillips.
2: Well, Oxycontin manufacturer Purdue Pharma is offering up to $12 billion to settle lawsuits over the opioid epidemic lawyers for the company and its owners the Sackler family discussed the deal apparently in a private meeting Purdue is facing over 2000 suits for its role in the spread of opioid painkillers like OxyContin and according to the New York Times the Sackler family would give up ownership of Purdue now all this Boy, that's coming an out- interesting settlement yeah. Yeah. this all coming out after the release of a 2015 video testimony from former chairman and president Dr Richard Sackler do you know Um, whether OxyContin is more powerful or less powerful a drug than morphine. Depends what you mean by powerful. If powerful means potency, absolutely. It is twice as potent as morphine. No, I meant powerful smelling. What the hell do you think I meant? (laughs) Dr. Sackler says, you know, he doesn't really know how many billions of dollars his family made selling OxyContin. Do you know how much the Sackler family has made off the sale of OxyContin? I don't know. But fair to say
0: it's over a billion dollars. It would be fair to say that, yes.
3: They must think that their personal liability would be so ginormous that just giving away the company, you can have it, we're out, you know, don't pay us anything, we're fine, goodbye. I mean, that is a heck of a thing if, if people volunteer to do that. Because Purdue Pharma, you know, going forward, would be, would be immensely profitable. But obviously, they think, no, no, the storms are coming. We're doomed. Well, that questioning goes on. Did you make a billion
1: dollars off of it? And he said, yeah, yeah, it's fair to say that. Mm-hmm. Did you make $10 billion? I don't know about that. How about $5 billion? I'm not sure. So it's somewhere <laughs> like right. between 5 and $10 billion. Probably so. Um, yeah. uh, Based on his answers there. And so, yeah, if you get out of the company with the family having made $7 billion, you're
2: probably okay for the rest of your life. It doesn't
1: uh, matter. I that. would be okay.
2: Well, today brings perhaps the most meaningful deadline in the Democratic primary race to date. Only Democratic National Committee sanctioned polls released by midnight will help candidates make the September debate, which is going to air on ABC and Univision. With 10 candidates already in and just one new national qualifying poll from Quinnipiac University expected to be released today. Oh, What's, boy. What time's that come on? I, tr- I looked around. I could not find a uh, time for the release of that. So is
1: this USA Today Suffolk poll, the one that we got yesterday, or is this a new one?
2: That's another new one, but it didn't change any of the lineup. Well, right, but that has Biden at 32. Correct. Then
1: Warren 14, Sanders 12. So that that one poll was Completely an outlier now. I mean, that's definite. Yes. There have been two other polls come out since that show they're like the other ones before. Right. right? Biden has roughly the double Bernie and Elizabeth, um, which is interesting. Anyway, the race... So they'll be on the same stage and uh, get to argue with each other finally.
2: Well, at stake for the candidates still waiting for that other poll who uh, are out. It would be a spot on the stage, and therefore they'd be in the conversation. Those already in, meanwhile... Know that just one more candidate qualifying, as you mentioned, means another two-night affair. Oh, Marshall, I can, I, tell,
3: I can tell you're not a sports fan. We need to know who's on the bubble. Who's almost in. Who's one game back. Is it Marianne Williamson? She's got to see that 2% today. Is we it? slam it like nobody's business. Well, you're not going <laughs> to slam it at all if you're not on the stage. Slam it. Slam it. Um, who, who else is almost
1: in? I don't know. I, get, I think, Corey, mm-hmm. Booker's close. Oh, I think Corey Booker is probably
3: uh, close. Oh, I okay. think oh, yeah. so. uh, Cory Booker is in. Corey's in. I think Corey's in, shockingly, is really. Nobody wants him. Uh, wow. Steve, never mind the bullock, I think, is right on the edge Man, of...
1: 2% is a pretty generous. I mean, 2% is practically a rounding error Yeah. to be at 2%. Yeah. And you got a bunch of people that can't even get there, like de Blasio, who's at 0%. Right. You got to get out if you're at 0%. Yeah. I consider
0: that a victory. <laughs>
2: The UK's Prime Minister Boris Johnson is going to be asking the Queen to suspend Parliament in a move that would seriously restrict lawmakers' ability to block a no-deal Brexit. We're not
1: going to wait until October the 31st before getting on with our plans to take this country forward
2: the plan is go get them bojo the plan is to suspend the body until october 14th just ahead of just ahead of the uk's scheduled exit from the european union on october 31st i heard a learned
3: commentator explain the whole suspending parliament but you're waiting for a speech from the Queen or at the Queen or something. It was mildly charming and slightly interesting. It's not that unusual a move, but he's stretching it out longer than it's usually done, so that you know it, uh, when it comes time to s- drop the hammer,
2: he's going to drop the hammer. Now and I, they're out. Now I know Joe Getty has been working very, very diligently on products featuring ground up bugs. Oh yes,
3: that is. I've invested heavily. In
2: bug-based proteins. Now, now the British uh, Veterinary Association, the BVA, says meals utilizing insects for protein would help people reduce their carbon footprint, help halt climate change, and you should feed those meals to your dogs and cats. They say you need oh, to switch over oh, to that. bugs so for much, their pet food. So why so
1: much chicken and beef for, for dogs and cats that could eat this bug? That, this is a BFD for BVE.
3: Yep. <sighs> Boy, I, I, Baxter came so close to eating a lizard last night. Ooh. I don't know how I missed him. There's was a big lizard, big fat lizard, bad at being a lizard, too. He fell right off the, the wall, right in front of him. And I thought, oh, in fact, it was, ah! But I don't know Why? I'm okay with the, the circle of life and nature, and right. He wants protein. There's protein running around. He's a he's a dog. He's a beast. But for some reason, watching him eat a live beast in front of me freaks me out a little bit. And I guess it, I'm a bit of a baby.
2: And it turns out Carly Lloyd, one of the stars of the U.S. Women's National Soccer Team that won the World Cup, is seriously considering kicking in the NFL. According to her coach, after she made a 55 yard kick in a Philadelphia Eagles practice last week, two different teams have said they would like to have her participate in NFL preseason games Uh, that are the ones that are left this week if she could.
1: Boy, I don't know how often she can do that, but if she could make regular uh, extra points, that'd be a heck of a good gimmick for your team. That, would, that well, would be
3: great. Well, and and field goals too. I mean, if she's that good, and you know, I was thinking, she's a girl, well, so I was assuming it's oh, extra points. Well, it that she would made help. a fifty-five yarder. Weren't you listening, or has your misogyny clogged your <laughs> ear canal? Did she make a
1: fifty-five yarder with three hundred pounders running at her? That not, would kill so her much. if they
3: accidentally run into her. Not so much. No. Uh, you know there are a handful well plenty of NFL teams that have carried one field goal kicker and one kickoff kicker sure on their 53 yeah. person roster and she doesn't have to be
1: she doesn't have to beat out other people that could do that because she would be such a great gimmick and uh, you'd get so many eyeballs. It'd be a a good idea. It's a for-profit business. Yeah, you could sell a zillion jerseys to to women and girls. How many young girls would buy her jersey?
2: How many people would tune into your game? I I would, at least for a while. Yeah. There you go. That's your news. I'm Marshall Phillips, C. Armstrong and Getty Show, the conscience of the nation. And and
3: when the aforementioned behemoths uh, run at you and and hit you accidentally sometimes, uh, it generally just takes your legs out from under you and you flop to the ground painfully. But uh, I think she'd be all right. Yeah. She's flopped to the ground painfully uh, She's a soccer
1: player She flops all the time So I tweeted a picture of this giant spider that was in my house And I had there's nothing around the spider to give you perspective So right. you can't tell
3: Yeah, give us a, um, a
1: size It's very impressive looking It was about three inches across, I think Ooh, I mean, it was woo. the biggest spider I've ever seen outside of a Zura wow. science
3: class Wow, a, a golf hole is uh, four inches yeah, for a little perspective
1: huge Anyway, nice job, so golf golf what hole. kind of spider is this? The responses are, damn big spider It's a wolf spider Tarantula Fiddleback brown recluse. Wolf spider.
0: Uh, Fiddleback.
1: I believe it to be the (laughs) devil. I believe it to be the devil himself. It's a huntsman spider. Wow. Uh, But everybody's settled on wolf spider. I think it's just a wolf spider. Somebody posted a picture. I could have looked it up, but I didn't. Um, But it is. do, Do spiders grow the way some other beasts do? They just keep growing until they die? Because I've seen a lot of wolf spiders in my life and nothing even, I don't think, half as big as
3: this one. We need an arachnidologist. It doesn't matter. You. Just it was shocking to sp- <laughs> the see a spider himself. Its <laughs> shocking to see a
1: spider that big in your garage and then wonder how many more
3: are there of that oh, size? Yeah. And is he their king? Are there thousands <laughs> of that size? Right. D- is there somebody who calls him tiny? Among the spider community, is there some, like, 18-inch across one lurking in the dark shadows? My wife's one of those people that
1: basically goes into a panic and can't move when she sees a spider. Yeah. I'm not bothered by spiders for whatever reason. I got other things I'm bothered by, but spiders, eh. Um, But if she saw that, she might just pass out. Oh, no. Out. It was amazing. No, crack her head. It was big enough that it was weird killing it. Killing a little spider or smashing a fly with a flyswatter is nothing. Right. But it was big enough that it was like, you know, I was killing a cat or something. I mean, it was, it
2: was so huge. Again. Did you get your gun? <laughs> I didn't shoot it, but it was
3: large. Yeah, when you can feel the exoskeleton giving way and everything. Oh. Yeah, that's, uh, that's a different level of commitment than swatting a fly, no doubt. So there's a new poll
1: out. People are not that confident in free and fair elections if if their candidate
3: loses a close one, which is uh, a little scary. Well, you've had both parties, uh, prominent representatives of both parties, hammering away on that idea. So it's
1: not that shocking. So that, among
3: other things, on the
1: way on the Armstrong and Getty Show.
2: Armstrong.
1: Couple of close elections in recent cycles. Do you recall? I do. Uh, so this poll is out. A nationwide USA Today Suffolk University poll. That's the same poll that uh, that is out today that has Biden with a, a strong double-digit lead over Bernie and Elizabeth.
3: So that's 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 solid. It would seem. Would you mind saying Suffolk? Okay. And uh, I don't think I can. The other way is uncomfortable for me. Oh, okay. Yeah. Gotcha, yeah. um, and uh, the uh, the beautiful, the notable, the uh, the important port city of Virginia, Norfolk. Please, okay. So this poll I'm finds,
1: and I'm reading from the USA Today, found a sharply divided country that views next year's presidential campaign as a sobering test of the fundamental values of the United States. Joe. Yeah, oh. A majority of those on both sides, Republican and Democrat, called the election the most important of their lifetimes. Oh, boy. Really? You can go back through every single presidential election, maybe since the beginning, but certainly in modern media. And the candidates and the press are telling you it's the most important of your lifetime. That's why we must vote for James K. Polk! And you look at some of them and you think, what was going on in 1988 that was so all-fired important? (laughs) (laughs) Right, right. Um, All right, so everybody's
3: fired up. That's not a shock.
1: So everybody believes it's super important, which probably factors into how big a deal this is. How confident are you if your candidate loses the election that it was uh it was fair. If your can- 100%. if your candidate for president were to lose how confident would you be that the 2020 election had been to- conducted in a fair and square way. Yeah, unless there are some specific news reports
3: about credible news reports. Yeah,
1: real real credible news reports yeah. by serious organizations with some evidence that, you know, voter rolls were messed with or whatever. But outside of that, uh no, I have no concerns really whatsoever, but um, somewhat confident is the plurality at 32%, but it's only somewhat confident. Wow. Then it goes down to uh you got a fifth each, 20% each of very confident and not very confident. 18% not at all confident. So not very confident and not at all confident is 38%. Wow, that's uh that's a huge proportion. Yeah, that's too many. And then and again, I mean, the I'm, I'm the like, somewhat confident is more than half, but barely. Somewhat confident. My whole life, including now, would be I'm completely confident.
3: Yeah, yeah. Well, it is going to be the voter rolls. It's going to be registration rolls that if it's messed with by some foreign entity, that that's where we'll see it. God, if you could get into a close state, some of those states that are always close.
1: Ohio, Michigan, Florida. Yeah, yeah. you get into those and mess with the voter rolls, no matter how it turns out, you know, people can, can claim that something happened. And then you got a real mess. Right, right.
3: Well, you know, Donald J. was uh, cast in doubt on uh, the election and then won it to his surprise. And, and then after else's. he won it, Hillary started casting doubt in the election exactly. ever since. Hard as she could, loud as she could. <laughs> and Constantly yes. to this day. Yes. Yes. Even though nobody wants to hear a word out of your mush, lady. Go away. By the way. Did um, we not make that clear as a nation? The lowest number was four. I guess you won the popular vote.
1: 9% undecided. That's the crowd that never has an answer for these polls of any I kind, don't no, matter, know. no matter what you're asking. Mm. You know, some questions.
3: thought about it. None your business. <laughs> <laughs> Sometimes, some poll questions, I mock people like that. On this one, I picture them saying, look, you know what? I uh, uh, I, 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 uh, I, hang out with my friends. I go fishing. I go to my job. I, I don't even think about this stuff. I'll let you all yell at each other. That, that person I just admire. How about the majority
1: on both sides saying it's the most important election of their lifetimes, though? Yeah, that's
3: something. Well, uh, there is absolutely significance to it, given the the vast ideological gulf between mainstream righties and mainstream lefties. um in terms of national policy, the gigantoid welfare state, uh, and and the rest of it, it's pretty important.
0: Is there some sort of parallel between, like, the the football coach axiom of the only game that matters is the next game? Where, yeah, when you look back, you know, four elections ago, yeah, it didn't seem that important. But moving forward, the next one is the most important one.
3: I, I
1: get that. Sure. I get that.
0: That's not
3: the way people mean it, but But, that's clearly what's happening. But
1: wouldn't you feel a little silly yourself if every election
3: you're you're going around telling people this Oh, that's why I never say it. I've never said (laughs) it either. (laughs) Well, and and remember, the coach is saying this is the biggest game of our lifetimes. The Bengals this Sunday. I thought you said it was the uh, Jets last (laughs) Sunday. Well, this one is bigger.
1: More than 8-10. and So 4 out of 5, 80% say they believe that the fundamental values of the United States are being
3: tested, more so than in previous elections. 80% of people say that. you got to first name for me what are the fundamental values of the United States, and if your answers are stupid, you don't count in my poll. Well, it would be different Good.
1: for different people, I imagine. Good right.
3: Wi-Fi access. Exactly. That's one. Certainly, we can all agree Affordable on that. Affordable streaming packages. <laughs> you know, half the country would say presidents who don't tweet weird crap and the other half of the country would say, you know, a liberty, not a bunch of snowflakes uh, running around whining. There's more good stuff here. Good. Asked to give one word that described
1: how they were feeling about next year's contest. Fatigued. <laughs> Four, yeah, no kidding. Four of the top five responses conveyed alarm and angst with voters using words such as frightened, train wreck, nervous,
0: and chaotic. Wow. The the lab- nervous, chaotic train wreck is a pretty good descriptor. <laughs> well, train wrecks are rarely orderly. Uh, Labor Day traditionally
1: has been the kickoff of the intense part of campaigns. But oh. what? <laughs> what? What is this we've been in minute. for the
3: last year? What? Well, we're going to clear out some of the deadwood midnight tonight, at <laughs> least on the Dem side. There's... <laughs> Yeah, yeah, exactly. If you didn't make the t- debate stage tonight, you're done. So Here, you got, gee, please you get got, out of our way. You
1: got ten people that have pulled at two percent that make the debate. Um, uh, former housing secretary Julian Castro and Tim Ryan were at one percent, below one re- percent. Okay, this is the one I want. The contenders who did not receive the support of a single one of the likely Democratic voters surveyed. So in this big Suffolk poll, USA Today Suffolk poll, they didn't get one person of everybody they surveyed that said, yeah, that's who I'm for. That would be uh, Montana Governor Steve Bullock, which that's unfortunate.
3: Steve, I know your dad growing up, he told you never give up, Steve. Well, give up, Steve. (laughs) (laughs) Bill de Blasio, mayor of New York City. (laughs) How does he feel about that, though? Michael, any idea? Getting zero percent, zero respondents. John Delaney, who I ask you to listen to the show in the future.
1: John Delaney, who I like, but not one person said uh, they're his choice. Kirsten Gillibrand, who's the phoniest person in the entire race, didn't get one person. She's got to get out. Witless, gutless, and spineless. Amy Klobuchar, not Avos. Oh, Amy! And then Wayne Messam, who I didn't know was running. He and, really isn't. And Joe Sestak, who I didn't know was Joe, running.
3: stop making up names. Is this some <laughs> sort of DJ game you're playing? Which one of those names is funny? Color 9. Joe <laughs> Sestak.
1: None of those people got a single vote and should get out at midnight tonight. I would hope. And then we got 10 people on the stage in September for the big debate.
0: Armstrong
1: and Getty.